Ah, forgiveness, the ultimate goal to happiness, or so they say. But what they rarely mention is how important it is to forgive ourselves and how hard that really is. I'm Barry Kibrick. We'll see if we can come up with some insights on how we can make it easier to find an inner forgiveness. Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is made possible in part by Patreon. Patreon helps creators build and run membership businesses from podcasters to writers, musicians, artists, and more with tools that allow their fans to become patrons. More information is available at patreon.com. And by Magic Jigsaw Puzzles. Over 25,000 puzzles and different jigsaws every day to solve. Learn more at your app store. And Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is also made possible by the following contributors. A complete list of funders is available at barrykibrick.com. Forgiving yourself is the hardest thing you can do. I know people, we talk all about forgiving others, forgetting things that have bothered you, but the truth is when it comes to forgiving yourself, that is the hardest thing for almost any good person to do. I notice that people who aren't quite so good, I don't even think they bother because I don't think they're bothered by the same things that people who are good are bothered by. But it's hard to forgive yourself and we need to figure out a way to make that change enough so that we can go on living a life without being so angry at ourselves. The first thing I want to talk about a little bit, since it's related to forgiveness, is apologizing. Now, apologizing, you don't really do that to yourself. You apologize to somebody else if you've done them wrong. And I want to talk about the positive thing about doing something wrong and then apologizing. I'm going to even give you an example that just happened about two weeks ago and the results and and why that's so good. And you'll see how we'll circle back into forgiving ourselves. But first, let's talk about apologizing to another person. I had a situation where I was, uh, let's just say I was not in the best of moods. And I was going to a shoot that I had to do for my station. And the person who I was going to, uh, who I was going to work with, was also not in the best of moods from what well, I found that out later. I didn't know it at the time. And we had a bit of a text back and forth that literally outraged me. And I'll never forget walking into that room and her saying, and by the way, she is now, I can tell you this without a doubt, the most wonderful, decent, smartest, kindest young woman I've met. But when I went into that room and she said, how are you? I said, I'm not good and you shouldn't be either. And I literally got in her face, totally wrong. I should never have done it but it just, you know how when your, your button gets pushed the wrong way, 
That's what happened. But let me tell you about how it turned out. I was able to so sincerely apologize because I knew I was so sincerely wrong that in a weird way, our relationship grew stronger. And I firmly believe that that happens to all of us. If we're really aware of it, we can make the mistake, apologize with sincerity. If it's a false or phony apology, it will never work. But if you apologize with sincerity, it literally is better than never making that mistake in the first place. Because you know what it shows? It shows that person, and even as you mirror it back to yourself, it's sort of a test of character. What better test of character is there than making a mistake, owning up to it, and moving forward? We literally had to work together an additional six times, and every one of them was literally felt like a blessing. It felt like both of us were so entrenched in the process and so enjoying the moment because we were able to apologize. Both of us did because she realized the texts that she wrote were not the correct ones either. But it gave us this sense of warmth, this sense of empathy. We knew each other and we knew we were going to make a better product for it. And sure enough, we did. But let's go back now to the forgiving of oneself because that still is a very difficult thing to do. And I'm not certain why it is so hard, but I want to explore it because for me, and I, I have to believe for you, if we can do that, we can move on with our lives in a much more progressive manner and in a much more productive manner. And I want to read something that I wrote. And again, as, as you already know by now, I, I, I sort of, uh, I have to read my own writings because I forget them. Um, this is what I learned quickly, that by reacting properly to my mistake, and as I told you, apologizing quickly, not only did my character grow in the eyes of others, but even in my own harsh eyes that I often view myself through. And I'm gonna use another gentleman who I had on my show, Marshall Goldsmith. He is truly known as a business guru. So if you're thinking even in business and in work, why apologizing is so important, listen to his words. Apologizing is a magic move. Apology is where behavioral change begins. Now, it sort of sounds a bit selfish, but the truth is you are the one that's going to feel better when you apologize. But again, that's outward. That's going to others. How do we bring it inward to ourselves? I want to read again. 
Be forewarned, apologizing does not always lead to forgiveness, and forgiveness sometimes needs no apology. I cannot recall any self-help book that I have read that did not emphasize how you need to forgive others and apologize, but never entered their minds, or at least their books, on how important it was to forgive yourself. And we're talking, I, I mean, going back even to biblical times, there's nothing in the, well, I don't want to say everything's in the Bible somewhere down the road, but it's, it's rarely mentioned about forgiving oneself. It's always forgiving thy neighbor, be kind. All important traits, do not get me wrong. If we did not live in a world where we forgave and forgot, we would live in a miserable society. But it's again our inner lives that I am concerned with here. Plus, there's <laughs> I wrote this down. There's that great cliche that goes something like this. You should forgive even if you cannot forget. That's, how did that even come up? How, how does that even come up as a cliche? If you can, you can't do either one of those things. I mean, yes, you can forgive, but you surely can't forget. I mean, you can make believe you forgot, but if something bad has happened to you, you can't forget it, all right? Yeah, you can forgive it, but you can't forget it. So I don't know. Whoever wrote that cliche, I need to write them back and tell them, set that record straight. I mean, I really, I can't think of anything that's more, more worthless of a thought than that. But let's go back to forgiveness. And being able, I'm going to read this to you. Being able to let go of someone's discretion towards me was not that big of a deal. I always had this little trick when it came to that. I'll tell you about that at another time. But it led to the premise of this in the first place. And this actually happened about eight years ago. And I, I, I'm probably going to get hate mail for this even. But I was in a situation where I really despised an individual. And I mean, I found no good in them. Please forgive me for that. But that was the truth. In fact, you can tell it's eight years ago and I haven't forgotten. In fact, I even found that he was ill later on after our encounters. And I felt a little joy about that. I'm evil. What can I tell you? I mean, there's no one in their right mind who should feel that way. But it did lead to the premise of forgiving myself and forgiving ourselves because that was the only thing at that time I could do. I couldn't forgive him because I didn't really think it was worthy of it. But how did I get it out of my head? It kept gnawing at me. I did learn for a brief moment to forgive myself for the behavior. That's what we must be focusing on. I know it sounds like a very selfish ideal, but it's absolutely the opposite. If you can forgive yourself, it's the only time you're going to be able 
to truly forgive and apologize to others. If you don't forgive yourself, you're carrying around a deep burden. I don't know why this isn't covered more, but I want to instill it deeply. Even in religious holidays, we are always asking for forgiveness, but we are not forgiving ourselves. And that is where we're going to start to delve into as deep as we can right now. When it comes to an injustice, as I said, done to someone else, that's easy. And as I said, forgiving yourself is hard. But I want to read this, and, and, and it came from a very interesting person. It was Swoozy Kurtz. She was an actress on my show. And you might remember her. She played the mom in Mike and Molly. And she's still around with us, thank goodness. And in our conversation on the show, she told me, your failures follow you only if you fail to forgive yourself. Think about that. That's an important thing. Your failures follow you if you don't forgive yourself. And since every setback presents an opportunity for us to learn, why not delve in there Forgive yourself for whatever the setback is. That's another thing that I notice in so many people, that once they get a little setback, everything falls off the tracks. We can't allow that to happen. It's just a setback. It's, it's, it's a knockdown. You, you come right back up. That's, by the way, that's in itself, whether you actually acknowledge it or not. That's a way of forgiving yourself by coming back up going that extra mile, going into that next round, whether you're knocked down or not. Now, the things that I don't like about myself, and I'll bet the things that you don't really like about yourself, are the things that really aren't us. That's an interesting concept that I want to play with, because what oftentimes makes us angry at ourselves is not anything that outwardly would bother others. It's only what bothers us. And it's important to see that because without being aware of that, it's, it's how can I put this? It's as if you're self-sabotaging yourself. You can't do that. We, we are not designed to do that. Although, if it seems so natural, maybe we are. Maybe there is something that grows out of not being able to forgive yourself. Maybe I do have to flip this around a little bit. Obviously, there's stress that comes out of not forgiving yourself, but maybe, maybe that's a spark. Maybe... That's a way that you can spark a new idea. You get angry enough at yourself, maybe you make a change. It just, in reality, doesn't work that way. You're so much better to adjust, to make changes when you're not angry at yourself. When you're not mad at what you haven't done 
or what most likely, what most people, what most of us get angry at is what we think we should have done. That's where really I believe that anger with ourselves stems from. It stems from when we think we should have done better, but we didn't. And that's when I believe that forgiveness of yourself must truly kick in. It's important to remember these words. It is not our errors or our blunders or our misdeeds. Those things only cause us to feel more shame and embarrassment. Shame. Shame goes right along with the non-forgiving of oneself. Shame. We have from the, again, why is everything from the beginning of time? I guess we humans don't really change that much from the beginning of time. I mean, sure, we've got, <laughs> I was just, I can't, sorry, inner joke, uh, but it's true. It's from the beginning of time. Once we became self-conscious and self-aware, it seems like no matter how much we learn, we'll continue to make the same mistakes. It's as if we're innately built in to our systems. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, the, the great thinkers, you know, Socrates, know thyself. Well, if, thy knows, if one knows thyself, one would know that they should forgive themselves, but we don't. Maybe we're a little bit like lemmings. Maybe that lemming spirit just happened to catch up with us and, and get ingrained. We'll just keep walking off the cliff until uh, we realize there's none of us left. But I, I want to believe otherwise, and I, I truly do. And what I want to think about is we did a show on consciousness a while ago. And what was interesting was that the concept was that consciousness literally transcended our own inner thinking. And the way we discussed it was that there's sort of a cosmic consciousness that we tap into. And if we tap into that consciousness, and that's what sort of gives us our own way of being, there must be some connection between that cosmic consciousness and our inner consciousness. And therefore, if they are so tightly tied together, I can't grasp again where the shame and blame comes in and that inability because is it ingrained in ourselves that we, we must feel this way? That does not seem to be an answer that I want to, to walk around with. There must be though a reason why it happens and I think I know what it is. It happens because we really do want to do good. We really always want to do good and we disappoint ourselves. And yet, I'll bet you anything that your friends are not disappointed in you. Your loved ones are not disappointed in you. It's only you that are disappointed in you. And that's not a fair thing to carry around. 
It's like what happened, as I said earlier, when I went into that room with that young, sweet woman who we worked so well with, I was carrying a burden. I was carrying uh, an unforgiveness of myself into that encounter. Now, it turned out okay, but I would have preferred, <laughs> well, I said earlier that I'm glad it did happen because it did make the working relationship better, but I would prefer in the future at least to be able to catch myself and, and be able to put the brakes on that vicious cycle. Now, I want to read one more thing, and that is, I'm going to find it for you. Hold on one second. We're live here on air. <laughs> no, we're not, but I make believe we are. Um, oh, here it is. Nope. Here it is. Nope. This is it. Ah, my apology philosophy. All right. I explained a little bit about that earlier, but I want to get back to it now because it is definitely a philosophy that has worked for me and worked for others. Where we are in error is when we cannot take the responsibility, but yet we give ourselves the blame. Think about that for a second, because I think it's very important that we take the responsibility for all of our actions, but that we don't blame ourselves for our actions. It's a very slight difference, but it's really a gap that's wider than we'd ever imagine. Because taking responsibility is giving your self power. It's giving yourself the power to change whatever it is that needs to be changed, whether it's a situation at work, whether it's a situation in your personal life. Taking responsibility gives you the power to change. But blaming yourself makes you powerless. That's the absolute only way it can be seen. When you blame yourself, you get angry at yourself. You are mad, you, are, you can't think straight. So you got to separate those two things. You must take the responsibility, but suck out that blame, stop it, and then maybe, just maybe, we can forgive ourselves. I would love to know your take on this. Do you have a secret way that you forgive yourself? Please, I really want you to let me know. You can find this on my podcast if you like to listen to these things at barrykibrick.com. If you want to personally email me, you can do so at barry at barrykibrick.com. But I really do want to hear from you in any manner you want. Please, you'll see this on YouTube after it airs on PBS. Just put a comment, comment on Facebook. I really want to hear from you. 
But till we meet again, I'm Barry Kibrick, and I want to leave you with a short blessing by the philosopher and poet who I often quote in my show. His name is John O'Donoghue, and this is from his book, To Bless the Space Between Us. And the blessing is titled, Come Home to Yourself. May all that is unforgiven in you be released. May your fears yield their deepest tranquilities. And may all that is unlived in you blossom into a future graced with love. Till next time, may your future be graced with love. To become part of the Between the Lines family, go to barrykiprick.com. There you can join our book club, participate in Q&As, catch past episodes, listen to Barry's podcasts, read his blog, and experience exclusive online features, all at barrykibrick.com. Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is made possible in part by Patreon. Patreon helps creators build and run membership businesses. From podcasters to writers, musicians, artists, and more. With tools that allow their fans to become patrons. More information is available at patreon.com. And by Magic Jigsaw Puzzles. Over 25,000 puzzles and different jigsaws every day to solve. Learn more at your app store. And Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is also made possible by the following contributors. A complete list of funders is available at barrykibrick.com.